The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. On today's episode of the Nonprofit Happy Hour, we're joined by representatives from Echo Theatre Company. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined by Wendy Cohn, Education Director, and Aaron wheeler K, Director of Operations at Echo Theatre Company. Uh, and full disclosure, um, conflict of interest, I'm the Executive Director there. Um, how are you two doing today? Uh, doing well, thanks. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so why don't you guys, you guys have worked there for 25 years uh, you should, you are sitting at home right now and zooming in for this, but how about you describe the space? You should be able to do that pretty easily with your eyes closed, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Echo is an old 1911 silent movie house that has been repurposed uh, to be a live theater venue and circus venue. So it's about a 4,000 square foot theater with a large arched ceiling and an internal grid of pipe, piping all connected together that we can hang uh, aerial apparatus from. It's got a terraced audience at one end, a backstage area, and then uh, the very front of the theater is a lobby and reception area and office. So aerial apparatus makes it sound a little bit technical. What what are we talking about? Uh, well, we teach uh, single point trapeze, which is a dance trapeze that people can reach when standing on the ground. Um, we teach aerial fabric, which is also known as silks, lira, um, and pretty much any invented apparatus you can imagine. So we have aerial bikes, ladders, chairs, all kinds of things. Um, oh, and I didn't mention harness. We also teach aerial harness, which includes bungee and wall dancing. So lots of things that can hang from the grid that people can swing, spin, and dance on. So is it all about getting people up in the air? No, we... Uh... We have some classes specifically for that, if that's the passion of the student, but we also teach a lot of skills on the ground, including acrobatic or dance related skills, and also a lot of collaboration, um, embodiment, expressive embodiment, trying to get people to move their body in comfortable ways or new ways. We also do a fair amount of partner acrobatics. Um, and so there's a lot of collaboration in learning to um, be a base and a flyer. So learning to trust someone and be trustworthy and work together to do tricks that uh, wouldn't happen by yourself. So it sounds like this is not just about the physical movement, but there might be something more going on. Yes, what we like to refer to as the deep curriculum is uh, empowerment embodied uh, acceptance of yourself, lifelong learnership, and uh, and finding the potential of things that are larger than what you can do on your own. So connecting to a community, connecting to a partner, um, those are all really important. 
Yeah, we're also all about play. So we encourage people to um, be themselves, be creative, um, and just kind of bring bring play into every class that we teach, regardless if they're two years old, six years old, or 50 years old. Yeah, we believe a lot that uh, improvisation is a really important life skill outside of theater situations. And so as much as we're trying to give people foundational vocabulary and, uh, and some confidence on how to move on the ground and in the air, we also really want them to discover what their own unique way of meeting the ground or the aerial apparatus is. And what, one of the taglines for Echo Theater is to create fear, fearlessly. Um, can you, you talk about that again, Phil? I cannot say that again. Say well, <laughs> that word. Just I'm pretty I, sure you create furiously. Furiously is what you said. Yeah, without fear. <laughs> um, can you talk about how that that tagline came about? Mm. Yes. Well, uh, our former executive director Bianca McCarthy came up with the tagline "Create Fearlessly," um, which I think was somewhat adjacent to the playfulness idea. When people are playing, they're more relaxed, they're open, um, and so there there is a lot of um, focus on safety and best practices of how we how we both hang the things in the space and how we get people to interact with them. And at the same time, we really want people, so, so that safety component is one that allows for some of the fear to go away, that you can trust what you're hanging from is reliable. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and building your own self-confidence is part of that. So the story of Echo can be a complex uh, one to tell. And so I think Create Fearlessly encapsulates both the creative component of what we're doing and the sense that we're really trying to make a safe space for people to explore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we also really, um, you know, we tried to make the space as welcoming as possible so that when people arrive, they're not afraid to be themselves. So part of that fearlessness is to express themselves, um, take risks, um, even just emotional risk of being silly in front of people that you're just meeting. Um, so being able to just not be afraid of your own creativity and um, explore that in a sincere way um, in community with other people. I think when, when a lot of people think about uh, movement and circus arts, they think things, uh, an aerial movement in particular, they think Cirque du Soleil. Is this Cirque du Soleil training grounds? <laughs> it, we, over our many years, have seen some students go on to circus careers. Uh, what we're primarily concerned with is generating more human beings who are creative group problem solvers and are physically confident. But it is not uh, ridiculous to pair those two because Cirque du Soleil also is um, an organization that combines disciplines. Live music is really important. Costuming and lighting are very important. The theatrical experience for the audience. Storytelling along with the... And where I would say that the strongest, um, the strongest divergence maybe is that you're likely to see primarily athletes when you go to see something like Cirque du Soleil. And we're interested in either expanding who gets to see themselves as an athlete or uh, approaching like an aerial harness classic. What does that look like for a new mother? What does that look like for somebody who has got an abundant body? What does that look like for somebody who has mobility issues? So in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. It's more, it's more, um, it's more broad than that. 
It's also very community based. And um, so I, Aaron touched on this, but really um, everybody's welcome to give it a try. It's um, a lot of of working together with diverse populations as opposed to um, being exclusive to people who have specific types of strengths and bodies and ways of being. There's a term uh, being used a lot in circus communities called social circus, which is referring to really trying to open up space for marginalized identities and communities. And, and in that way, I'd say that uh, that, that is not, I, I do not hear Cirque du Soleil referred to as a social circus program, though they have some adjacencies and support of social for circus sure, organizations. Sure. Yeah. But that's, that's also a distinction between something like Cirque du Soleil and what the Echo Theater Company is doing. And I, and I think in that spirit, um, Echo Theater Company is not just at Echo Theater, uh, meaning that uh, Echo Theater uh, will, does some outreach, uh, works over at Grout School uh, on, on Powell in Southeast, uh, goes up to the Perry Center and, and does a certain amount of outreach. Can you, can you talk about um, taking the show on the road a bit? Um, yeah, so um, Grout is actually on Holgate, just for people. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean, yeah, just to, not, like, some parents that just freaked out, like the school moved. Right. The school moved. <laughs> so, you know, the Perry Center is on is on Powell, um, but Grout is on Holgate. So Grout is a, a local Title I elementary school, and we do after school circus classes there as a part of the SUN program. Um, SUN is Schools Uniting Neighborhoods, which is a program that's supported by Portland Parks and Rec. So we're able to offer free classes two days a week um, after school at Grout. Um, and uh, those classes are just open to anybody who wants to come. Um, and we do acrobatics, juggling, stilt walking, physical theater, you know, anything that fits into the gym there at Grout. Um, at the Perry Center, um, we also offer weekly circus classes. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, the Perry Center is the state residential uh, mental health hospital for youth. So we have a residency there one day a week. We spend a couple hours in their gymnasium and that's primarily object manipulation. Those students are not allowed to have physical contact with one another. So we facilitate uh, basically creative, playful experiences and a lot of learning control, controlling objects. Um, and so, yeah, we're there, we're there a couple hours a week. Uh, I know you also teach stilts there a lot, which can be that's right, yeah. very focusing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed, uh, yeah, centering, balancing, um, empowering. Stilt, stilts, yeah, really are are an empowering thing, uh, especially for youth who don't have a lot of control in their lives. Um, and though Echo Theater is a, a marvelous place, I think of the Echo Theater Company. An echo is is a signal that's that's informed by the contours of what it's bouncing off of. And so that's kind of what we're doing too. We're sending out these signals like, here's things you can try. How do they meet your body? Here's things that we like to do in storytelling. What's your story? So the echo, though it is specific to a place in some ways, it's also a philosophy of, if I send you the signal, how does it bounce off of you? And what do you send back to the world with that information? Yeah, and you know, before the pandemic, we actually did quite a few residencies in schools where we would meet with um, teachers and find out what curriculum, what are their curricular goals and how can we teach those goals through circus. Um, so we might do, um, what was it? It was STEM. I'm having a hard time with my memory. but Well, I can I can recall a kindergarten class saying, we, we want to do rhythm, rhyme, and pattern. Can you do that physically? Well, sure we can, you know? Um, so, mm -hmm. right, and we've done, yeah, we've done uh, physics units 
There we go. We've done uh, storytelling units. So yeah, that that ability to take expressive tools that come from one place um, and and meet your curricular goals, that kind of improvisation and collaboration is is really suited for our style of work. And and now you've recently also expanded the tent across the river. That's right. We have a new location. Uh, we have tried this a couple times in the past, and we think this one's really going to stick. It's an ideal spot for us. Uh, it's on 17th in the Pearl, former home of the Circus Project. So it's really set up well for aerial work. It has a dance studio. So yeah, we're really excited to be in that part of town, and we're looking forward to meeting more people in that community and giving them opportunities to play and fly. Aaron wheeler K is Director of Operations and Wendy Cohn, Education Director at Echo Theatre Company. And now you guys have brought in some music that one of your uh, students created. Is that correct? That's right. So we have a youth performance company. We have two, actually, the TikToks and the Zigzags. And now we have a third, the Brio Company over at Echo West. So the Zigzags are a group of uh, teenagers who work together throughout a school year to produce a show, an original show of their own devising. And one year, uh, one one thing we often do is invite people to bring in their own skills. So we don't teach unicycling, but if you ride a unicycle, maybe we can fit that into the show. So Eliana Kurtzner was a student with us for many, many years, and she was a songwriter and she wrote this beautiful tune that is really about the experience of being a student at the Echo. Let's take a listen. Our bodies are fluid. They are sweaty concentration. We feel their eyes on us. The music erases all the sensation except for my heartbeat, except for my bones. There's a reason we come here. We call home. The music will move my body around the sun again and again, and I will take what I am given. We will take what we are given when we're given the chance. Instead of pulling us, they hold our feathered hands. We spread our wings, defying what others simply can't. Oh, gravity's a box, color outside the lines, borrow the rhythm, rework the design. Take your teacher's words and fill them in and pass it down to the children they're far too young to understand but one day they will cry and dance looking at their calloused hands they will understand as i now understand the music will move my body around the sun again and again and i will take what i Chance. And we will dance. 
This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Wendy Cohn is Education Director and Aaron wheeler K, Director of Operations for Echo Theater Company. Now, there are others, uh, other groups in town that do dance and maybe that are circus-related. AWOL, uh, Night Flight, Black Circus Collective. Um, is Portland a circus town? I think in some ways we have become a circus town. Yeah, it's, yes. it's been an interesting journey. You know, we, Aaron and I both started at Echo in 1996. And at that time we were pretty much the only ones doing aerial. I know there were some other small circus um, things going on. Mm -hmm. um, but over the years we've seen more and more um, places open that offer aerial dance um, and then other circus curriculum as well. Um, and I think that a lot of the people that we worked with back in you know the late 90s have now gone off and started their own companies or um, have been teaching elsewhere and kind of spreading contemporary circus, um, which is fun. And so it seems like there's um, there's a lot of interest in, in all all aspects of circus in Portland. Yes, uh, I would say, you know, the closest place you can do uh, high flying trapeze is either Seattle or San Francisco. So in that sense, Portland has not yet built a giant circus training center that 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 meets that very high flying <laughs> need. But there are a lot of small spots where some uh, circus adjacent practices going on. Uh, there's Tempo Circus, there's Circus Cascadia, who works with kids. Trampoline Town. Trampoline Town, right? So there's a lot of a lot of niche spots. Um, you know, Reed College used to hold a juggling jam, and they may still do this every Wednesday night. And so, yeah, I, and I the would juggling say, uh, festival then. But, yeah. yeah, and if you just you know if you go to Saturday Market or you go out, you're going to see people out, uh, you know, doing clowning on tall bikes you're going to see people still walking at events um and so yeah i think i think i think it's fair to say portland is a circus town yeah there's a lot of different definitions about what circus means hmm. yes and it, you know our title is not echo circus company it's echo theater company uh which really is because the origins of echo is really steeped in multidisciplinary performance work really borrowing any modality that expresses what we're trying to express. And uh, the longer we've been here, the more uh, passion the community has developed for circus. And so uh, in the early days of our classes, we would we would focus a lot on group theater games. And while that's still a big part of our curriculum, we also now offer classes specifically for just circus-focused practice. And what, what were you guys doing before you started working here? What's your background? I'm a product of Portland Public Schools. And in sixth grade at Harriet Tubman Middle School, I got my first dance class. And so I got really passionate about dance and I, I studied dance, went to Jefferson and was a Jefferson dancer. And, and in 96, I had just returned from a, a year of studying dance in New York and was driving a delivery van for Grand Central Bakery and uh, got a call from Jefferson dancers that there was a, a student out and they needed someone to cover, come in and cover a part. And that led to a meeting with Robin Lane who ran Do Jump at the time. So, so there was a company for many years at the Echo called Do Jump and Robin really created the space we now play in. So I ended up, uh, <laughs> I sometimes tell the story saying, everything's a good old boy system. Cause I just, I happened to know the lighting designer of the ballet that I was doing for Jefferson dancers who was working with Do Jump, and one thing led to another. And so I ended up uh, auditioning and getting a job 
uh, at ECHO, both apprenticing as a teacher and performing in the schools. We had a really robust school performance program going. Yeah, I um, I started in ballet as a you know five-year-old, um, and uh, it was quickly clear that that wasn't the right place for me because I was climbing on the ballet bars and getting into trouble constantly. So my mom sent me to gymnastics, and I was a competitive gymnast from age seven to 18. Um, and so I did uh, USGF gymnastics, which is now USAG, um, and competed nationally. And then I did high school gymnastics and got more interested in dance as a teenager. Um, in college, I studied dance. And in 1996, I just kind of stumbled across Echo Theater. And there was a help wanted sign that listed every skill you can imagine. Gymnastics, juggling, martial arts, magic, anything. So I walked in and I got an audition off the street. They just handed me a unitard and auditioned me on the spot and offered me a job. And um, I moved to Portland a couple weeks later and I've uh, been working at the Echo Theater since. And that was also Do Jump. And that was Robin Lane who handed me a unitard in <laughs> and showed me what a single point trapeze was. I had no idea what dance trapeze was. I had no idea what contemporary circus was. At that point, circus to me was Ringling Brothers. And so it was all brand new. And then I was working there. Yeah. yeah, the company at the time featured a martial artist and actress, uh, an actress who was new to Ariel, uh, Wendy, a, a former competitive gymnast and dancer, me, who was an actor and dancer. So it was very, it was very, uh, oh, and a, a barman Bailey clown who was a stilt yeah. walker and aerialist. So the, the hybridization of all those skills and the cross-pollination of those skills was a really big part of our uh, inaugural experience at echo like oh we can learn from each other and we can take skills that we have and meet this in a way that doesn't necessarily have a lot of preconception staying within safety but also exploring a lot and so we developed a lot of our own vocabulary and we're really introduced to this idea that you can create something of your own with these tools that sounds like it was more performance based at that time that the organization was Yes, yes. We were primarily a performance company with a school. Um, and at the time, I started teaching right away. I wasn't being paid as a performer for a few months. I was only um, a teacher. So Daniela Steiner and I taught pretty much all the classes. There were other teachers, but not many. Um, and I think that classes were two days a week, mm -hmm. maybe three at the beginning. Um, and so we had, you know, we had our adult class and our kids class. That was pretty much it. And class was trapeze, acrobatics, and physical theater. It was all the same kind of things we were doing as a performance company. We were getting people to explore and figure out their own vocabulary. And um, over the years, the school grew. Um, I became school director in, I think it was 1999, maybe it was 2000, something like that. Um, I became school director. And by then, we were doing classes five days a week. Um, but you know, pretty soon, it was seven days a week, and the school got to be the same size as a performance company um, around that time. Right. Yep. I think that uh, there was always an idea of teaching going on inside the organization, inside the nonprofit. Uh, and I would say, again, to, to refer back to Cirque du Soleil, when they became a national phenomenon, it really just, it, it increased the level of awareness uh, of, of circus arts and of a kind of modern take on circus. It, suddenly, Barnum and Bailey wasn't the only um, uh, 
reference point for people. And so uh, that Eastern European style circus, even though they're Canadian, but that style, that style of circus that um, is, is more Eastern European in origin, that um, just drove people to the doors of Echo. And like Wendy mm-hmm. said, it was kind of the only place in town at the time that you could get that experience. And so that, uh, that expansion was rapid. Oh, yeah. yeah, and and I mean, and now I mean, at the east side location off of Hawthorne, and at the west side location in the Pearl, I mean, there's two dozen instructors, and there are classes for one and a half years old up to a hundred years old, and in in everything, aerial arts and tumbling, uh, in in pole, and in, in all sorts of performances, uh, which is my way of saying that our time is wrapped up, and I was making a sales pitch. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Wendy Cohen is the education director. Aaron Wheeler K, director of operations for Echo Theater Company. Uh, thank you both for talking with us at X-Ray FM on the Nonprofit Hour. Thank you. Thank you. We can play together. We are a community. We can work together. That's a we can learn together. We can grow together. Co is a prefix we mix with words to make it clear. Togetherness is part of what is happening here. Want to do something together? We better cooperate. Gotta live together, figure out how to cohabitate. People sharing space creates a certain type of unity. The sharing makes a togetherness we call a community. When we gather together where we are meant to be, all the individuals become part of one entity. When we understand each other, that's communication. When we invent together, we call that collaboration. We commiserate when we share in the same sad emotion. When we move together, we are making a commotion. When we find our way together, we are co-navigating. When we pass laws together, we are co-legislating, waiting and working together for changes that make it better. When we got the same goals and visions of where we're heading. When When we we have have common common unity. When we have common unity. When we have common unity. When we have common unity. When we are separated, it's hard to stay connected. We might get kind of jaded. Ill thoughts can be expected. Waiting long to see the people that make me feel like equal partners. Working harder just to stay engaged while far apart or struggling with isolation. It's not our natural state. And no matter what's on screen, it's not enough to feel safe. So we push on. We make do figure out how to bloom without having access to the spaces where we used to communicate. Enough for us to hold space with each other To climb and aspire alongside those we admire We've waited so long, we've been so patient Getting together again will be cause for celebration Making sure we share in space and accessing our grace Filling that place with concentration, determination And sweaty faces, dedication to the spaces Where we come together, we'll be back Forming more healthy habits, it's a fact Sharing a vision, exploring our unity, sharing growth mindset, that's the echo community.
The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.